When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to the 46th episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, March 3rd, 2016. I know it's been a while since we've been on. We do apologize for that, but we're back. I am solo today, but we are back, and we are on YouTube again uh, with our podcast, but you can also obviously catch us on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. We've got a lot to go over today. We're going to go over the box office results, also some trailer stuff, new trailers have come, in, uh, come out for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and also Kong Skull Island, Alien Covenant. Uh, we're going to go over some Mel Gibson, Suicide Squad 2 news, some Star Wars news, and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. But first things first, as always, we are going to go over the box office results from this past weekend. So, this weekend, the main new release was Get Out, the new horror film from Jordan Peele, his directorial debut, and man, is that getting good reviews. I haven't been had a chance to check it out yet, uh, so, the bo- but anyways, the box office results coming in at number one was that film, Get Out, with $33.3 million. It has a $4.5 million uh, budget, by the way, $33.3 million in its first week. Then we had, it coming in at number two, the Lego Batman movie, $19.2 million. Number three, John Wick Chapter 2. Uh, in its third week with 9.3 million. Number four, we had The Great Wall with 9.1 million. And rounding up the top five, 50 Shades Darker with 7.7 million. So yeah, Get Out, definitely a standout there. $4.5 million budget already has made $33.3 million in its first week. I think it was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for the longest time. Uh, this week, and then finally, I think uh, someone did uh, have have a negative review for it, but it's it's definitely taken people by surprise. I'm not a horror guy, uh, not into that genre much, but this definitely has me intrigued, and I think I'm gonna have to check it out because of what what everyone's saying about it. But yeah, Lego Batman movie sticking in there too at the number two spot. Uh, in its third week, 19.2 million. Uh, that's that's definitely. Nice to see as well in John Wick Chapter 2. I'm, I'm glad that that's still sticking around in its third week as well. Uh, so first uh, thing I want to get to in the show is actually my review for Logan. And you folks watching on YouTube, I'm doing my review a little different this time. I'm being a little lazy. I'm just going to put uh, post a separate video for my Logan review, but it's also going to be included in this podcast, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Can you blame me? Come on. But I got a chance to see Logan and I wanted to give my thoughts on it as we usually do on this podcast or 
this YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. All right, so Logan obviously stars Hugh Jackman, has Patrick Stewart in there as Xavier. It's the third and final installment of the Wolverine trilogy and kind of just the last of, you know, of what at least they're saying the last we'll be seeing of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine does seem to be his last film. Uh, I believe Patrick Stewart said it's it's his last one as well. But it basically is about as follows. I'm going to read the IMDb synopsis here. And again, I uh, do doing things a little differently today. So if you're used to seeing my reviews on YouTube, I'm I'm in a, I'm in a different element, you know, when I'm doing my podcast. So it's it's a little different. Got a mic in front of me. Got headphones on. I know it's crazy. It is crazy. But uh, Logan, yeah, I mean, there's not much to the story. But uh, just wanted to give the IMDb synopsis. In the near future, a wary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, being pursued by dark forces. And that young mutant is what uh, we know as X-23. Basically, she's a clone of Logan, or Wolverine, as the comics bring out and you know we find out in the movie as well. Um, I'm obviously not, I, I'm not familiar with the comic story or anything like that, but that, that I did know, but Logan first, uh, rated R movie, uh, that Hugh Jackman's been in as Wolverine. I was going to say the first rated R, uh, movie X-Men movie, but technically Deadpool was the first one as that is in that X-Men universe. But man, they did not hold back in this. It was brutal, but this is the Wolverine you want to we've you've been wanting to see he is totally badass in this movie uh just the different uh i mean like i said it, brutal is the best way to put it i'd say but uh but yeah just the different shots of him just going ham on people just it's so satisfying and that's what you want to see in wolverine and in the, the little girl too she is just as violent as as hugh jackman is as wolverine she's she's kind of terrifying at points I loved the uh, chemistry with the the old Professor X, uh, Patrick Stewart. I loved the chemistry with him and Hugh Jackman in this. I thought it was great. It had a lot of humor in it, which uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but it had more humor than I was expecting, which was good. It wasn't forced in there, but it was it it, it was it was well done. And then a solid performances by uh, even a kind of surprising performance as uh, Stephen Merchant who plays a mutant that can kind of tr- know where other mutants are. And he, he's, he, I guess, an albino in it. And so he's very sensitive to the sun and things like that. He plays a good part. Um, but yeah, just the, the action in this movie is incredible. It's, it's, it's emotional. It's, it gets, a, it gets a lot deeper than most su- superhero movies get, you know, on a personal level, it's very intimate. You know, you see, um, Hugh Jackman, uh, almost doing like menial tasks. It's 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 a very intimate uh, film, I'd say. So that that I love that about it the the brutality and then the the even the intimacy of it and just it's kind of his development throughout the story and his relationship with the girl. And yeah, I really like that. It, so that I mean, going towards maybe more negative side, um, it, it does get a little slow in the middle. And even towards the end, and it, 
you know, it, the the story isn't that gripping. It didn't really get to me too much. You know, it's, it was very predictable, but it still was very satisfying. <laughs> that's you know, I, I know I've said that twice now here, but uh, that that's a great way to d- describe. It. It's just satisfying the way you know they're they're not held back with you know the PG thirteen version. They're able to just totally do what they want and what they can with this film and i thought they did a great job with that it's a great send-off for uh the character of wolverine and even professor x because like i said they said it's going to be their last film but so as of now it seems like it's a good send-off it's a good final film for it great emotion in it you know you're, you you even get teary-eyed in it which is a rarity i must say with with comic book films Hugh Jackman's performance I thought was incredible. Also, Patrick Stewart uh, was incredible as well. Both of them, their best as, you know, the character. And, you know, they played these characters several times in several movies. So that was great as well. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, just just, just a little slow at points. And, and the story was just kind of predictable and didn't really grip me too much but i i was definitely enthralled by the the emotion in it so i i definitely give it that but but wolverine best wolverine movie to date which isn't saying much because i mean we had x-men origins which is terrible and then we had the wolverine which was more tolerable but still not that great this one is this is what we've always wanted with wolverine and i i i am totally satisfied with this film had a lot of fun watching it and I think the, even the, the slow parts would probably be better on a second watch. So uh, for, with that said, I'll go ahead and uh, I give Wolverine a 7.5. So there you have it. Logan, check it out. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe here and check out our other videos here. That would be great. We'd really appreciate it. And I'll catch you guys at the movies because that's what I say in my YouTube videos. But this is the podcast. So I don't know. Bye. All right, so there's the review of Logan. All right, and then another thing, another item I wanted to discuss quickly was the uh, Oscar winners. The Oscars were this past weekend. We usually do a Oscar preview show. Again, haven't been doing this podcast much podcast much lately, which is weird for us because I mean we've been consistent. Over the last uh, year that we, uh, over a year that we've been doing this, we've been very consistent. It's just you know sometimes you need a little little breather, and then some people get sick, some people have to have emergencies they have to take care of. So we're gonna be back. We're gonna be more consistent, but uh, but we'll we'll definitely keep you guys posted as to what's going on. And and again, I'm, I I I don't foresee any more hiccups, and I don't foresee any more shows of it just being uh, just me and going solo. I hope not. So Brandon, Vinny, if you're listening, come on guys, join me. Come on in. But Oscars, we usually, like I said, we do usually do an Oscar preview special, but uh, just wanted to go over the show a little bit and the winners. So the big winner of the nights for best picture was La La Land. Uh, well, La La, La Oh wait, no. Oh, sorry. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Moonlight. Moonlight is best picture. If you didn't check out the show, man, what drama at the end of the show. Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, Bonnie and Clyde were up presenting the award for 
Best Picture. And they get up there, they announce the nominees, and when it's time to read the card, Warren Beatty's kind of just looking at the card. He's seems just senile and confused. It's like, come on, what are you doing? Just read it already. He said the Academy Award goes to, and then he pauses. He's kind of just looking confused, looking in the envelope again. It's like, what are you doing? And then he just kind of hands it over to, to Faye Dunaway, and she says, La La Land. It's like, okay, phew, okay, La La Land won, great. And obviously, you guys know how I feel about La La Land. That's who I was rooting for. That's who I even picked as Bet's best picture. Uh, but then you start seeing, once La La Land, uh, one of the producers gave a speech, the next one gave a speech, and then the third one was giving his speech, and you see these guys in headsets on stage walking around. So at that moment, you, you know something's up. And I'm just thinking, okay, Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. Is he is he up to something here? What what's going on? And then all of a sudden, you hear the the one of the producers of La La Land say in the middle of his speech, he said, "We lost, by the way." And it's like, okay, what what is he talking about? And then the other producer comes in and says, "Moonlight, you guys won." We're like, what what's going on? What 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 is this? Uh, so it turns out that somehow. There's two envelopes for each category, supposedly, and somehow Warren Beatty ended up with the Best Actress envelope again. So it said Emma Stone, La La Land. So that's what Faye Dunaway saw. She just saw La La Land, so she said La La Land. But Warren Beatty, he, he's not a senile old man. He was, he was, he knew something was up, and then he even explained it at the end. So I'm glad he got a little redemption there, saying, "Hey, that, that that's why it took so long. I wasn't trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to do anything." But yeah, it was just I've never seen anything like that on the Oscars. Uh, it was in, I think it happened once in like the '60s. Miles Davis had the wrong, uh, the no, not Miles Davis. I think Sammy Davis Jr. Sorry. He had the wrong envelope uh, during, and he, he they corrected it pretty quickly there. But yeah, this was just crazy. So yeah, it was, thought it was La La Land, but then Moonlight won, which I I, I kind of feel bad for both movies because you know the the spotlight was kind of taken away from Moonlight a little bit. They didn't get that initial reaction, that initial excitement they should have gotten because once they said Moonlight, they're just kind of looking at each other like, "Whoa, is this a joke? Like, what the heck's going on?" And then they slowly get to have that excitement, whereas, you know, typically you get that excitement right away and you're happy and, you know, that that was that was taken away from them. And then I feel bad for La La Land, obviously, too, because they were up there giving speeches. They thought for sure they won and then it gets taken away from them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was that was very interesting. But I wasn't surprised that Moonlight won. I would have been happier if they just announced Moonlight right away and that would have been done with. I wasn't surprised that they won it all, but... Uh, but hey, they definitely deserved it. It was a great film. I, uh, you know, I had them in my predictions. I tweeted out that uh, I had La La Land. I thought will win and might win. I had Moonlight. So again, wouldn't have been surprised. And then uh, some of the bigger uh, categories: Best Actor uh, went to Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. Best Actress in uh, in a lead role was Emma Stone for La La Land. And then you had the supporting categories. You had uh, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Viola Davis for Fences, Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. And then the Best Director Award went to Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Well-deserved. Was happy about that. And again, well, wasn't surprised about the Oscar, uh, the acting Oscars. I totally predicted you know, all four of them to win and was so happy that Emma Stone got it. 
was definitely pulling for her uh, mostly, and yeah, but yeah, the others were totally deserved. Um, and what else? What else? What else? Uh, screenplay. So screenplay. This is where you, they announced this before director and before best picture, obviously. So this kind of it had me guessing uh, La La Land's chances because as soon as they announced uh, best original screenplay for Manchester by the Sea, um, I was I was I was surprised. I thought for sure La La Land would win because typically if you win best screenplay, uh, you win the Oscar. You 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 win you know you're gonna win best picture if you win screenplay history typically shows so that got me a little nervous at first because they best announced best original screenplay so I was like okay okay it's okay though and then they announced best adapted screenplay and that obviously went to Moonlight and Moonlight ended up winning best picture so that goes in line with what I was saying if usually best picture also won the the screenplay so but uh, but yeah then Manchester by the Sea I thought maybe had a chance uh, at that point uh, winning best original screenplay and obviously they had a chance probably even more so than La La Land but then when Damien Chazelle won best director before they announced best picture I was thinking okay They'd still have a shot, and then they announced them as best picture. I was like, "Yep, okay, great. I did nothing to worry about." Oh wait, no, uh, Moonlight won. But, um, but yeah, all, all, all wasn't surprised. Besides, you know, the, obviously the the ending uh, little mishap there wasn't surprised by by any of the winners. So, but yeah, I thought it was a great show. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job. I, I love his little beef he has with uh, you know fake beef with he has with Matt Damon. I think that's really cool that they've kept that going for for 10 years so but yeah overall very entertaining show so glad glad it went well other than the end all right and then uh, some some trailers came out this week or in the last couple weeks i don't know we have so much news that we missed over the past few weeks that we've been gone. I think this is since we started this podcast. I think uh, that was three shows in a, three weeks in a row we missed. I think that's the most ever. I think the most before that was just two. So again, we're we're back. We're we're going strong, and uh, and you, sh- you shouldn't have too much to worry about. But Guardians of the Galaxy two, another trailer came out for that. Looks incredible. Looks very entertaining, just like the first one looked. This one almost looks more entertaining and just visually looks amazing and and even better than the first one, I'd even say. The only thing I'm getting a little not irritated at or I guess just a little thrown off is how they're handling Drax. Um because he he was he was more quiet and reserved in the first one and I know they kind of broke him out of his shell and but even the comedy he did do was very subtle and he didn't really know it was funny he wasn't really trying to crack jokes and that was what made it even funnier is because he didn't really know what he was saying and now they it seems like they're making him too jokey and too silly of a character you know, because in the first one they leave him, you know, he's basically wanting revenge for, you know, Ronin killing his family. And then he finds out that Thanos is actually responsible for it. So then at the end, he's, you know, that's his new motivation is going after Thanos. So it's just, I I, I hope they leave some room for actual, you know, emotion in this and, and 
seriousness. Obviously, I want it to be fun and and funny, just like the first one was. But but I don't know the the trailers so far just throwing me off with Drax. So that's the only negative I have about it. But yeah, just love love the chemistry with all the characters and you know the the wisecrack jokes from Rocket Raccoon and 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 um, Chris Pratt's character uh, Star Lord. Uh, but yeah, just everything. It looks visually stunning, so can't wait for that. And another uh, King Kong trailer came out. That you know, not not too much more. I'm definitely excited for it. That comes out uh, next weekend. Uh, so yeah, definitely excited for that. Um, I'm trying to think what uh, what it even came out in that trailer. Not much. Not much. I think we got a little bit more of a John C. Riley. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how it is. I think reviews just finally came out for it uh, today. Some people got to see uh, some early screenings for it. Uh, I'm I might be seeing it on Monday, and then it comes out. You know that uh, that Friday of that week that I'll be hopefully seeing it. So I'll get you folks a review possibly next week. But definitely look out for that. And then a trailer for Alien Covenant came out. Meh. I, I don't know. It's it, just typical. It, that This trailer just reminded me that just they're, they're making remakes of everything, which is fine. And I know this isn't a remake per se. It's just kind of a sequel, but it's just... They're they're trying to keep these franchises alive years later, and sometimes you just gotta know when to call it quits. Like this just seems very generic. You know, they're they're trying to go to a planet to start a civilization there because they're going. I guess everyone on there is a couple, uh, so they're gonna you know try to populate that planet, live on it, start a civilization there. And what do you know? Aliens show up, and they're you know sucking on their faces and crawling out of them, just like any other alien movie. So it's nothing really spectacular. It's just the same same old stuff. So I I I don't I don't know what's going on with that. I'll see it, but the trailer didn't get me any more excited. Yeah, there's some cool shots of the actual alien. Cool. But you know, just action scenes, you know. But if you're into that sort of thing, sure, go for it. And I great time to mention this, but I've testing some stuff out with the uh the sound this week so hopefully it sounds better than past weeks but if it sounds worse i (laughs) apologize for that because that is not what i'm trying to do all right so we just have a couple other topics i just wanted to quickly go over and we're we're gonna start to try to keep the show at uh 30 to 45 minutes you know i know we've you know in the past we've been doing over an hour and I, I just, I, I think that's just a little too long. So I think we're going to try to try to keep it 30 to 45 minutes. I think that'll be great. You know, especially people like uh, you folks, you know, on your commute. I know commutes aren't always an hour long and sometimes you want to listen to something else on your commute. So flip on us for a half hour, 45 minutes and listen to something else if you still have a commute. But, uh, but just wanted to give you that little news there. Um, some interesting stuff with uh, Mel Gibson which he just directed uh, Hacksaw Ridge, which was a fantastic film. Definitely check that out if you have not checked that out. Um, so last week there were some rumors, circul- or maybe two weeks ago, that he was in talks to direct Suicide Squad 2. First of all, I didn't, 
I don't think Suicide Squad, I don't know how you can even do a sequel because the thing about Suicide Squad is it's a world where Superman's currently gone. Spoiler alert, Batman v Superman, Superman's no longer. He's, you know, supposedly dead, but we all know he's coming back. So that's why you need Suicide Squad because it's a world without super, Superman. But Superman's going to be back. So what do you what do you what do you need Suicide Squad for? You have the Justice League, but I digress. Anyways, uh, Mel Gibson is in talks for to be the director of Suicide Squad too, which I find very interesting because I want to say he was just he had comments about superhero movies and about uh, even going as far as talking about the tights <laughs> superheroes wear. Yeah, that was like a couple months ago, so it seemed like he you know had no interest in that sort of thing, but. You know, it was rumored that he he was uh, in talks to to direct uh, Suicide Squad too. So I found that very interesting. And then, but I thought, there's no way that's just a rumor. But he he even came out and said, yeah, we did kind of have a first date, and he is in he is talking with them. Uh, so that that is very interesting, and that kind of gives me some hope uh, for for the DC universe, which. I, I don't know why I should have hope anymore because, I mean, we haven't been able to talk about this much. But, yeah, Ben Affleck is not uh, directing. Actually, I think we did talk about this last show, but he's not directing Batman. And then there were talks that maybe he's not even, uh, you know, maybe he's dropping out completely in it. But it doesn't seem like it because uh, they just announced the the director for it. Oh, what's his name? The solo Batman movie director. I'm looking it up, folks. Usually I have a cohort here to fill in some stuff while I look up stuff. But um, the director of the Batman... so Matt Reeves, is it? Matt Reeves, I want to say. Let's see here. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves was announced as the director of the Batman film. And then Ben Affleck tweeted out, uh, Welcome to the Batcave to him. So... Seems like yeah, maybe yes, he he will be uh, he will be starring in it, which I would be surprised if he didn't. But DC seems in trouble. So yeah, Mel Gibson directing a Suicide Squad two movie. First of all, directing a sequel is surprising for a director of his caliber. But that it gets it gets me excited because once Suicide Squad was done, I thought there was no way they were going to do a sequel. They were just going to have you know spinoffs from each character, like a Deadshot movie, Harley Quinn you know, characters like that. But a Suicide Squad 2, directed by Mel Gibson, has me intrigued. So we'll see we'll see how that develops. We'll definitely keep you guys updated on that. Uh some stuff in the Star Wars world. This this really got headlines just because people made a big thing about it. Even I, you know, made a big thing about it because I just just saw the headline. It basically said uh JJ Abrams says uh Mark Hamill's performance in the last jedi the upcoming star wars film is oscar worthy first of all of course he's going to say that he's a producer of the film he directed the the first star wars film that kind of reintroduces everyone to star wars he directed that so of course he's going to you know say good things about it and he even said and then I finally, you know, I, I looked into it deeper and it was he said it more in jest like Basically, I think just because, you know, he didn't give Mark Hamill any lines um, in uh, 
in in Force Awakens. He was in that last scene, just a shot of him. So I think he's almost kind of joking. But uh, the the quote he 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 gave to them is, "I think we are all going to be very upset if he does not win an Oscar, and no one more upset than Mark." And he even said. Uh, this was actually a joke towards Hamill, who posted the following funny tweet addressed to Abrams a few days ago that said, uh, uh, at hamster hashtags, he said, hashtag JJ's pointers. It, and it's a, it's a, by the way, it's a picture of JJ Abrams on that island that Luke was on, talking to Luke, kind of directing him probably where to just looked basically directing him. It's <laughs> just kind of a behind the scenes photo. Hashtag JJ pointers, JJ's pointers, hashtag slowly turn, remove hood, but don't start your lengthy Oscar worthy moment. Hashtag silence speaks. So it's obviously a joke. Headlines rain crazy with it saying JJ Abrams says it's going to be, you know, it's Oscar worthy, but even even if he wasn't saying it jokingly, of course he's going to say that. He's the he's a producer. He's he was the director of the first film. Of course he's going to say that. Uh, and then and another interesting quote here. Uh, this was an interview with ET online. Uh, they asked Mark Hamill keeps posting about you about what you said to him on that cliff. And then Abrams said, actually, he's very funny. I always think, frankly, that he has been a little bit underrated. Look what he had to do, bring 3PO and R2-D2 to life in a way. His work was always incredible, and there was uh, there he was in that sadly short scene at the end of The Force Awakens, and he had to convey a whole lot with no dialogue, so it's a lot harder in a way than you might think. He is a terrific actor, and I can't wait for everyone to see what he finally does say. Abrams didn't miss the uh, chance to say some good words for Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi as well. E.T. Online asked, were you a little jealous that someone else got to write Luke's first line of dialogue? Abrams said, sure, there's definitely a pain, but Ryan Johnson is a great filmmaker and storyteller, and I think that he's done, uh, he's done is well. What he's done is well. You will see, but for me, I was less jealous and more excited as a fan of the series... My involvement is minimal, as Ryan Johnson is a filmmaker who doesn't need babysat. He is hard at work in editing the movie now, and it's going to be amazing. So there you have it. So yeah, people going crazy. And also, we didn't get to talk about this. Uh, they released a cast image of the Han Solo movie. All of them on uh, the Millennium Falcon. You had Alden Ehrenreich, Amelia Clark, Woody Harrelson, Donnie Glover, a couple of the other actors, and Chewbacca. Most of them are in street clothes, except for Chewbacca. Chewbacca came fully dressed. Can you believe that? What a what a stand-up guy. What a stand-up guy. And I believe that's it for uh, Star Wars news. Basically, again, we've been out of it. I don't know what we talked about last. But basically, that's the the main headline in the Star Wars universe. to get uh, a Thrawn book coming out. If you guys have not checked out uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, you know, the TV show, definitely check that out because it's definitely going to start tying into... Uh, Rogue One, possibly even A New Hope soon, probably by next season. It's 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 very intriguing. It's it's on Disney XD, so yes, it's a kids show, but it's definitely it it's for adults because there's there's stuff that goes totally over kids' heads, and and it's it just adds to the whole lore, the whole the whole story of Star Wars, and read the books too if you're into reading. Adds so much depth to the universe and just adds 
and you just know in that they're all canon so you know these things actually happened in the star wars universe so just i think it's really cool guys i think it's really cool so check it out all right check it out all right so that's pretty much our show um did my logan review talked about a couple of trailers and some movie news. Let's let's let me let me just double check. Let me see if there's any any other movie news that needs to be said, that needs to be relayed to you guys. Uh, and uh, by the way, I meant to say that uh, Kong Skull Island reviews are coming out, and they're getting fairly good reviews. Fairly good reviews. So I'm getting more excited for that. Uh, let's see. Nah, not really any more um, reviews. And one thing I do want to say uh, for the Logan uh, movie, there's no post credit scene, and but maybe there's a pre credit scene. Just saying, just saying, not giving anything away, but maybe there's a pre credit scene. Just saying. All right, guys, that's it for me. Let's go over what's coming out this week, though. Obviously, we have Logan coming out. And then, let's see here. I'm very prepared, as you can tell. As you can tell, I don't have my partners in crime today, so can you blame me? All right, so Logan. Logan's the biggest uh, release this week. Then we have uh, Before I Fall, another movie coming out. You know, that one. Uh, the Shack is also coming out. But Logan, Logan's the main one. Then next next week we have... Uh, you know, the week after uh, Logan, we have Kong Skull Island. The week after that, we have Beauty and the Beast. The week after that, we have Power Rangers, which, you know, your boy Brandon's excited about, and Chips the Comedy, which some people are saying it's probably going to do terrible at the box office. It kind of looks funny to me. I, I can't wait to see Chips. And then the week after that, we have Ghost in the Shell, which was on Joey, uh, our guest Joey gave that on his most anticipated movies of the year. And then a week, they're just movies week after week. So it's it's already shaping to be a exciting year in film. And it's, it's exciting already. I mean, Oscars are done, but we have a whole brand new year of film. So happy about that. And I, I can't wait to see what next Oscars bring. All right, uh, where I think the box office will fall next week? I haven't given a prediction in a while. Let me let me let me look at this weekend. I know Logan's the only one coming out. Yeah, Logan's gonna be number one, followed by Get Out, Lego Batman movie, John Wick, and then I'm gonna go. Hmm, <sighs> I'm I'm gonna say Great Wall falls even more, even below Fifty Shades Darker. So was gonna put them all down, just one spot, but I'm going. Uh, Logan, Get Out, Lego Batman movie, John Wick Chapter 2, and then Fifty Shades Darker is going to leapfrog over the Great Wall. You watch. You watch. And it's probably going to be those other two movies I mentioned are coming out this week, but I've, I haven't heard much about them, so I, I doubt it. But, all right, folks. Well, well, we will definitely be back next week, hopefully talking about Kong Skull Island. And if not, you know, I tried. I tried. But, uh, all right, folks, that's it for me. Uh, appreciate you listening. I got nothing. Again, they, they left me, guys. They abandoned me. They abandoned me. But anyways, 
I'm not going to drag this out anymore. Grab your popcorn. Grab your snacks. I'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs>